I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round four, 2023. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has a bone to pick with the Richmond Football Club. It's the one and only Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers. What a fantastic round of football we've had again as we head into Gather Round. And you've got to say, like, Richmond, eh, as as good as they have been over the last, say, six years, Michael, of... They've been an impressive team, and I think everyone got on board when they won their first flag. Um, we kind of were okay when they won their second against, even though it was against GWS. We kind of wanted GWS to win that, but sure, they had it. And even maybe even people like you might have been okay had they lost during the COVID year against Geelong, mm. but it would have made people like you happy. We were okay that they won their three flags and finally got themselves out of the doldrums, but... As a football club, man, I've got to say, they have made the people turn against them they have. very quickly. They have, yeah. Now, obviously, they're not flying on the field. They've only won uh, one and a half of the uh, four games that have been played so far. And their their head honchos is where it's all starting to fall apart at the Richmond Football Club. The, uh, the fish rots at the head, Adam. The fish rot it's- that's the head. <laughs> It has. You gotta. You gotta cut. What are you gonna do? You gotta cut the head of the snake off. Is that where you? Is that how you get rid of a snake? You fucking get the shovel out. You fucking whack it over the head. I'd actually be curious, actually, for a little science experiment, and I hope it's not mm. for another fifty, sixty years. But I'm curious if Paul, yeah. if something happens to Paul Salmon, do you think he would rot first? <laughs> <of the head? laughs> that is a fucking great question. That is an that o- open be. coffin, but the head's covered. I think. I reckon that would be a great exhibit to put at the MCG Museum. We don't have a lot of a scientific element when you go down yep. there. So you go in there and you've got to pop on probably – it's up to you. You've got to pop on a mask, an N95, and walk in and you see a rotting Paul Salmon. I wouldn't mind like an anatomy section of the of the museum there because the oh. museum is very impressive. But also they're very impressive specimen, the males and females, the athletes over the journey. So if you had like a – you know, you could see what a Ron Clark looked like in the like you know, <laughs> kind of the nineteen fifties body. So it's kind of as players and, and you know Olympians and the like, they they pass away. They can go, hey, yeah, pop me in a glass case, preserve me like Lennon, and I can um be viewed <laughs> by millions of people each year. Another well, idea for the AFL that I'm sure yeah. they'll just ignore. <laughs> or they'll steal it with no credit to us at all. Ha- imagine going into the MCG Museum and putting your hands up against a stuffed Stuart Lowe <laughs> to compare your hand to Buckets himself. <laughs> just, or even, you know what, just have his hands in there. You don't even need Stewie in no. there. Just cut off his hands when he passes away. He leaves his hands to science. It's a bit like, you know, fail apps on display. Like, why can't we have mm. f- sports people on display, famous cricketers and the like, you know? As a, a bit of like a, a real life Madame Tussauds. Well, also that you could compare yourself. You could go, yeah. you could stand next to a footballer and go, 
am I physically able to give? Like, if you're standing next to Joel Selwood, mm. you go, can I give 110% like he can? Yep. And then you, they put you, because it's in the future, obviously, and they put you on a machine and they rate how many percent you can give out of 100. Yeah, but you got to you know, rank yourself against like a uh, Aaron Sanderlands or stuff like that. You know? Oh, the freak show. Yeah, you can work out like, you know, like how tall, like, you know, could I have, could I have out-jumped him, you know, or jumped over the top of him? I, th- I think there's a lot of fun to be had and they're, they're, they're certainly missing out. Again, AFL, listen listen to junk time. Pay attention to what we have to say. Now, we did get uh, <laughs> We did to it pretty bit. quickly then. <laughs> we did. Uh, but I like the idea of a rotting Paul Salmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, jot that down, junk time, is when you see when you see a rotting Paul Salmon in the street, you'll go, junk time started this. Um <laughs> The fish does rot at the head, and it has done so at Richmond. Now, uh, Damien Harwick got himself in two blues this week. Mm. Firstly, he did it uh, with Channel 7 weather person, Jane Bunn. Out of line. Out of line. Yeah. He, 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 come, he claims that Jane Bunn let down the Richmond footy club. He says, Jane Bunn let us down with the weather prediction, I thought, but no pressure, Jane, this week because he wasn't sure whether it was going to rain, how many big men they should take yep. into the game because you don't want too many tools when it's going to rain. And so, Jane, return serve. Mate, I mean, I don't know if you've seen Jane when she loses her call. But yeah. it's not a pretty sight, okay? I've been on the receiving end many times when I've... Because obviously, you know, I was a PA for a long time. And I've been... Yep. When you got the coffee order, you know, incorrect slightly or it's too hot, yep. too cold. Oh, she could turn very quickly. And, you know, she may all be smiling and happy on the television, my friend. But when that camera's off, the staplers have been thrown in my face. <laughs> I remember once you said that there was a cold front coming in from the mm-hmm. south-southeast mm-hmm. when it was... Coming in from the east, and she, I remember, I remember the the beating that you took, and I know you didn't want to talk about that. No, no, no. I don't. I, you know, I signed an NDA about the you know yep. what Jane Jane did to me. I mean, I got smashed in the mm. face with high heels. I got hit with coat hangers. Um, yeah. I had to watch. Uh, I had to watch West Coast Eagles games. It was a nightmare. Uh, she's rough. She's rough, but she fired back and she said, um, if you don't like playing in the rain, maybe you should come over to Marvel Stadium. It's always lovely under that roof there. Bang! Bun from 50. Yeah, absolutely uh, fucking nailed him. Smoked him because he once said that Richmond people don't like going to Marvel. She's It's like a double whammy. She's just gotten into his kitchen. And that's probably why Richmond lost on the weekend, because he was thinking... Well, I, who am I going to watch for my weather now? He's you know, I can't loss. watch Jane Bunn. He's at an absolute loss. Like he, he, he wasn't focused on the game. He, um, he kept on looking up the weather channel on his phone. He was an <laughs> absolute disgrace. He, uh, Dimmer? Yeah, uh, and it threw him so much that it carried on through to the uh, post-game press conference. Mm-hmm. Now, Richmond lost in a close one. Tom Lynch savagely almost killed Alex Keith. In the first quarter, he was pretending to go for a mark, but we all know that Richmond players are natural-born snipers, and that's why <laughs> that's why they got him from the Gold Coast. Yep. Like they didn't look at him as his goal-kicking skills. They thought, how can we use Tom Lynch to basically end a young man's career before it's time? Someone who's gone, you know what, I don't want to play cricket. I want to play footy because it's a fun I uh, get to play with my mates. It's safe sport. And then Tom Lynch goes. And Alex Keith, as he was lying there getting stretched off, was just singing, I should have stuck to cricket. Yeah. It was just a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I remember when, when they were looking at Tom Lynch at Richmond and they said they want him to get mm. a bag. And what they meant was a bag of scalps every game. Yeah. Like yeah, it's a, it's a bounty at, at Richmond. You know that they send people out there to kill. So 
Tom Lynch put down Alex Keith. Um, Dimmer was asked about it in the post-game press conference, as you would. The journo said, hey, what did you think of the uh, contest yep. um, with uh, Tom Lynch? And he goes, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. Did, 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 fucking, like, uh, uh, did Jane Bunn send you here, mate? Hey? <laughs> You're patsy. What are you trying to do to me? So he said, I, I, didn't, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see it. Mm. And it's like, well, I reckon you saw it because the game stopped because someone was concussed and it got given a, a free kick. And I reckon it was pretty near the ball too when it actually happened. Yeah, and it was on your side of the ground, like right in front of the coach's box. So I'm not sure exactly what you were looking at, but I reckon you saw it, Dimmer. I think Dimmer is one of those coaches when he gets grumpy. I actually feel a bit disappointed in terms of like... Because he know, snaps, doesn't he? Yeah, and also like you know that he can be a funny guy, he can be a friendly guy. And like when he gets yep. in a bad mood and he's kind of rude to people, you kind of go, oh, come on, Dimmer, be better than that. Be better. Well, he followed that up when uh, the journal in question said, well, they were talking about it on the broadcast. Mm. And Dimmer said, oh, the broadcast, I've seen that lately. It's not very good. <laughs> now, come on, Dimmer. Which bit of which game have you seen to give you that idea that the broadcast is not? How dare you? I mean, you know, what part of repeatedly hearing the words, boy, oh, boy, wow, we, 100 times mm. per quarter, don't you like? Or hearing, Lloyd. <laughs> or when there's like or, a, a, a key magical moment set to happen mm. at the SCG and you're just looking at three quarters of the screen of the back of someone's head. Like, how, how, <laughs> are, you, how are you critiquing the Channel 7 coverage like that? Or just someone who's so uh, into themselves that they just keep saying, goodness gracious me, mm. like it's all about them. Yep. And also uh, someone who really doesn't know the players that well and constantly gets names wrong, unless they're in the top 10 of the AFL, will pretty much get their names wrong, as they did do at Carlton, because about eight players had beards and they just went with Levi Casbold every time. <laughs> but apart from that, how dare you say that, Dimmer? Do you reckon coaches are a sound-off guy? Or do you think they keep it on by the fact, do you think they want to get their own perspective of the game, watching it without being influenced by commentators, kind of telling them how the game has been played out? So you reckon when they're sitting at home watching it by themselves? I'm just wondering, like... sound off in the, like, Gold FM in the background or something? Like, every now and then, like, I'll watch shows I'm working on, if they're comedy shows. Every now and then I'll watch them with the sound off, because I want to get an idea of, like, does it actually look like it's a comedy show, if you know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay. If like if people, are, but my thing is like you know, unless it's like you know, it's a, a, a performance or such. But it's like, yes, smile. I want to be able to watch a thing and look at it like it's a comedy. So sometimes I will actually watch shows with the sound off just to kind of see how it's coming across without any other influence. Yeah, uh, no, I would say no. Like, how are you going to know which um, private school certain players went to? You miss out on little key bits of information. Yeah, good point. Good point. I mean, as you're watching, I want to know what sporting background they had. That's my priority when I listen to the commentary. I want to find out what game were they not quite good enough to go pro for, but yep. they were good enough to go pro for football. Yeah, or, you know, if their dad played footy, any yep. anecdotes that they may have had <laughs> when they played with their dad. You miss out on things like that. So I would say that they would have them up. Oh, dude. But it's um. But it's, so it, it it is all happening at Richmond, and it doesn't just stop with the no. uh, with the coach, their former captain, and um. Well, I was going to say renowned low dog, but does everyone think that Trent Cochin? Like, but do people like? Okay, question without notice. Oh. Do people love Trent Cochin? Uh, I think he. Yeah, I think he's regarded well. I think he's regarded as a good premiership captain. Um, 
Although he probably shouldn't play it in 2019. Oh, I'm going to get letters. <laughs> um, but I think he's regarded as, a, I, I think more of like kind of Lego man hair. Like, you know, it doesn't move. Um, but I don't think I remember a great deal of sniping going on in his background. No, see, I reckon he's a bit like Dimmer, that he comes across as really, you know, jovial and a little bit of fun. But he, of late, has been, you know, a little bit elbowy. He did that thing to Dylan Chill in the 2019 prelim. There's just been a few things that creep in and you're like, oh, you're not the fun, uh, playful guy that everyone, like, that you like to portray yourself as. Well, I reckon that might actually have to do with a bit of age and getting, um, you know, maybe feel you feel like you're losing a step and therefore you're getting a bit more frustrated during games. I do notice you doing that in the comedy game. Yeah, like, for uh, sure. You've, I've, you've hit more people with the microphone stand than you ever did in your younger years. It was really bad, actually, the other day. A bloke brought me up on stage <laughs> and I, I sniped him from behind. I, I'm getting... Yeah. I've, I've lost a step. <laughs> I've lost a step. <laughs> your jokes aren't as quick as I they I took out a text so, the other day. Oh, mate. He asked for it, though. He asked for it. So Trent Cotchin has got himself into trouble uh, because he's basically running a cartel that yeah. none of us knew about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he found himself in a school uniform controversy. Mm. Is there a worse controversy than school uniform, Michael? I think. It, I don't think there is. I feel like this might be the darkest day in Australian sport. I know we've said that a few times, but I feel like this mm. might be the darkest day in Australian sport. It's a very strange story. Yeah, so basically, uh, Trent Cotchin and his partner run a sock company. Mm. As all footballers, you know, you either buy a nightclub, you start a fashion label, or you get into socks. Um, they've all done it. Time immemorial, that's what happens uh, with footballers. So the Herald Sun are reporting that uh, St. Teresa's School in Essendon, all students were instructed to buy only the socks from the Cochins. Now, they have a special feature on them, don't they? Yeah, so they're called Posy Socks, which uh, they design socks with positive messages on them, such as, I am enough and be kind. Yeah, but then on top of that as well, when you put your shoes on, yeah, you can't see those words. That's one of the complaints from the parents. So you have these things on your feet, but you can't look down and get that positive affirmation from the socks. I know very personally. I I pretty much do whatever my my socks tell me to do. <laughs> no, that's you. You often wear a happy sock, and whenever you see your socks smiling, I see you smiling, Michael. And so, but also too, I, I feel for the bullies who are you know if you're because there are there's always going to be bullies in primary school. Yep. If you're a bully and you have to wear a sock that says "Be kind" as you're stomping someone, <laughs> I mean that it takes away from your message, and that's where I feel for the little kids who are stomping other kids and you know beating other kids up. I wonder if it becomes like a, a, a um a, a, actually a bullying tactic by the fact you know you, you go oh yeah you probably got your be enough or I am enough socks on. No, guess what, fuck mate, you <laughs> you fucking not you fucking not enough, mate. <laughs> So the parents were left uh, questioning how this collaboration happened. Mm. Like, how did the Cochins get in? And are they running, basically, a cartel? And it's starting at St. Teresa's in Essendon, but it's going to get, you know, bigger. And basically, every time you see a school kid, they will have a sock that says, be kind. But then or I'm, kick kick into the six-goal win. They seem quite pricey, too. I think it was like you had to order at least $60 worth of socks to take advantage of the free... Um, Free shipping, if I remember correctly, and then also yes, that is correct. The school has a uniform policy, but they also it says it doesn't allow anything. I think from Target or Big W, which I presume means they Big W sells products that are close enough to the school uniform, but they just don't want that mm. brand. I mean, where does one? Did you have okay? So when you went to um, 
when you're at school, did you have a particular shop that only sold school uniforms? Like we had one in Essendon in Nidri. I think it was called Beard Brothers that we used to go there because where else are you going to get sharp looking grey slacks? Yeah, sure, sure. I remember when I was at primary school and Mm. the school uniform was bought um, at a local news agency, if I remember correctly. Oh, so okay. that had a bunch of like the shorts and we wore a green, I think green collared shirt during summer and then like a blue kind of winter shirt, I think. Um, but uh, but yeah, you'd go into a news agency and they just have a box of like, you know, size eight shorts and size 10 shirts and you just go through and probably then put them on, try them on or whatever. But, and then at high school, there was like, there's a couple of shops that sell like all of the kind of... Um, Boater hats. Yeah, that shit, yeah. Blazers. Yeah, fucking hell, yeah. Hot air balloons and shit, you know. Um, you know, <laughs> pistols for the... Yeah. Uh, R.M. Williams suspenders, for the, all that kind of The stuff. quail hunting. Um, you yeah, know, okay. You know, yep. um, whips for your horses. Uh, but yeah, so they, yep. they do a fucking roaring trade, those weeks. But mate, I've never quite worked out how they get the contract as such. Like... How that how that works? Like, why why is this particular shop selling them? And are they exclusive? Like, could another shop just start selling them? Are they considered like knockoffs, like AFL knockoffs or something? Oh, like you could go you could go to a market in Thailand and load up. Yeah, on, like um, could Ricky Nixon you know, start save making your college blazers? <laughs> start making counterfeit fucking blazers? Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, the spelling's off, and you know, it's like yeah, the, yeah. You, you get a you get a top that says Besley College. Yeah, it's got like yeah, three. Like so. It's got three sleeves. Like, and you just go, ah, chicken. You've done it again, <laughs> mate. Chicken. Yeah, yeah you, your blazer's got a, a number uh, number ten on the back and messy, but it's just like it's still your blazer. <laughs> it's covered in crumbs from the bakery. It's a, a nightmare, yeah. chicken. What are you doing? But it's comedy festival time, and I went and saw your fantastic show on Saturday afternoon. So junk timers, and there were quite a few junk timers there. Make sure you get to see Michael's show. Only two to go. It was um, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I wanted to hate it. I went in ready to boo. I had, um, you know, I was going to throw golf balls at you. Yep. I was ready to go, but it was a really fun, sharp show, nice and pacey, lots of laughs, and uh, junk timers, it's right up your alley. You'll abs- have an absolute ball. It is about the history of the above-ground pool. Uh, that mm. is the topic I'm tackling this year. It's Michael Chambers' completely incomplete history of Australian rules. And, uh, yeah, no, thanks for coming, man. It's very kind of you. Um, and... Uh, I, I, must, I must say, I am not returning the favour. Uh, <laughs> 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 but tell us about your show. i got two shows left, so go to comedyfestival.com.au and uh, how about you? You, you? You're starting tomorrow night. I am. So we're recording this on the Monday night. I start on Tuesday the 11th of April. I'm at 8.10 at Cooper's Inn and, yeah, I'm ready to go. So I've just been, um, you know, how in the last couple of days you're sort of just trying to memorise stuff. Yep. So I'm in that point and um yeah i'm really looking forward to it so i hope junk timers you can come along don't forget you can get uh, the code low dog to get yourself some discounted tickets if you go to trybooking.com uh just type in my show high functioning idiot or michael's complete and utter pathetic history of football what is your process so are you kind of a looking at the wall kind of guy like are you yeah you know, i kind of yeah you know, you've got to say it to yourself actually you got to rehearse it as such like do you yep. stand there with the wall are you a are you a deodorant can in the hand guy? No, I don't need to know what the microphone feels like. Uh-huh. But uh, what I will do, there are notes in my bathroom now. Yeah. Um, so just around the shower and stuff like that. So yep. when I'm just standing there doing nothing. 
But otherwise, my process is to write out like... How often do you need the bathroom? <laughs> quite a bit, man. Quite a bit. I like to shower. I like to get the, uh, the stink off. No, but it's just there because otherwise I can be at my computer. So that's the one space where I won't be with it not near me. Yep. So those will be up like on the mirrors and stuff like that. Yeah, sure, whenever sure. I walk in there. Yeah. But I'll write out the headings and then try and write everything out from memory and try and memorize the show that way and just continually rewrite. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. That's not a bad way to do it, actually. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Thank you. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, get uh, get along... Um, uh, what are you doing? Like eleven shows? I up. Is that correct? No, ten shows. I have got eleven. They're 11. actually selling really well. So um, yeah, get yourself some tickets, junk times. Don't miss out. Hey, uh, gather round is coming up, mate. I'm looking forward to it. I reckon it's going to be an absolutely cracking weekend. I'm over there on Wednesday for the front bar. We are broadcasting from the Adelaide Oval in the McGarry Room, which is going to be a little bit of fun. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. And so it's actually going to be a really good round of football. It's bookended by two cracking games, Carlton and Adelaide kicking off on Thursday night. Yep. And then Collingwood and St Kilda bringing it home on Friday, uh, Sunday night. That is going to be an absolute ripper. First versus fifth. It should be a great game. Now, they've got a few festivities set up. I suppose a little bit like they do at the MCG on the grand final. They have a, like... Almost kind of a few little rides, kind of food stalls. Like, um, I think a few years ago they had the the Hawthorne Eagles Waverley Batmobile car was there. Um, yeah, right. So it's a bit of a carnival feel, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, and then also, um, I imagine the Channel Seven Fox Footy are going to be broadcasting there. You know, doing outdoor broadcast kind of stuff. Yeah. Now they, they seem to be putting forward that the big feature is, if I remember correctly, a one hundred and fifty meter zip line. That is going to be going across the River Torrens. Now, this is a slight bone of contention for us, and we we have a slight feeling that the AFL may not be taking full advantage of everything mm. in that area near Adelaide Oval. And I, I don't think I need to say out loud what mm. what what object they should be showcasing well. for gather round. Why the fuck would you go in the air across yeah. that river yeah. when you could use your foot, use your feet, and walk across a bridge? Walk across the bridge, like it's right there, and it's like, oh yeah, sure, let's uh, you know, let's let's risk our lives, dare I say? Mm. Like, you know, who knows, who knows what kind of carnies are going to be running that zipline? <laughs> <laughs> Fresh off the Royal Easter show, carnies running this zipline where you can leisurely, at your own pace, safely walk across mm. that river and you can head towards Adelaide Oval. It, it's a missed opportunity from the AFL. And it's I mean, actually most people are it's a missed opportunity from Front Bar too, okay? I'm turning on you guys. Yeah, you should okay. be recording that show on the fucking footbridge. I mean, I pushed for it, obviously. Yeah, yeah you're but strong But they said, enough. no, we want it in Adelaide Oval. We want it in the confines of a room Ugh. in case the weather turns on us. But I'll tell you what, though. You know what would be great? If you're on that footbridge and going, what a magnificent architectural structure that mm-hmm. I am walking upon. This is engineering at its finest. And then you watch some fucking idiot get stuck over the torrents yep. as the zipline zag, like, sags in the middle. And you're like, I am very glad I'm not across that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I actually... I actually wonder. I, I don't think I would do that zipline. It's probably not very high. I'm not very good at heights at all anymore. But I yeah. feel like I feel like zipline doesn't really do it for me. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a kids thing, isn't it? It's like a flying foxy kind of thing. I suppose so. Like yeah. If you're an if you're an adult, if you're an adult, I mean, you don't want your your face paint to fly off <laughs> as you're ziplining across the ground. You know, like if you're Catman, so Catman could be going across. We got sent. Uh, on our Instagram page today. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's a new Catman getting there. There's around. a new so Catman. Imagine him trying to get across. Because if I remember Catman, Catman returned for a while, didn't he? I believe so. And then there was... He th- had some things that uh, people hadn't heard there that was Catman <laughs> needed to get out. <laughs> there a few players that he hadn't. A few new recruits. He's like, oh, i got a few in <laughs> yeah, store for right. you. But there was Cat Lady for a while as well. And I presume she's still around. But then it seemed to be from the the photo on the coverage, that it was mm. not Troy, it was another Catman. Can you just hand over, Cat? I thought there would have been some kind of ceremony. Some kind of ceremony, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, like a passing of the furball or something. It's almost like a kind of a multiverse kind of thing, like, you know, how, like, all the Spider-Men came oh, back for, like, yes. the last one, you know, like, they're yeah, kind of going okay. into different worlds. But two Catmans, fucking hell. It's like having, like, two, so it's like having two Popes. You know, lucky ben- oh, Benedict's yeah, gone you now, just, you know. You can't imagine that. You just can't <laughs> imagine that, but... But I think Gather Round is going to be... Okay, uh, question without notice. Do you think that it will run out of steam after... Like by Saturday afternoon when you go, we've had the great game, we've had Adelaide play, then I think the Bulldogs play Port at some point, and then you kind of go, eh, do I really want to see West Coast and Geelong? You know, am I going to go down to the fucking precinct and... Is it going to be? Is it going to run out of steam, Mike? I'd actually like to question with that notice, by the way. But I wonder actually what the model is because the Brisbane one they do, the Queensland one they do, um, Magic Round, Magic yeah. Round. Which actually might actually be a bit bigger now with the Dolphins in there. Um, but I'm actually curious to kind of like what what was their first year like? What was their second year like? What was their third year like? Because I'm going to presume if you do the gather round, you're only really going to get great return if it was in Perth or Adelaide. I'm going to have to say that. Like, I mean, Sydney, I know, bit, oh, kind of wanted the gather round, but I can't imagine yep. they would have got many people at any games that weren't Swans. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that I, I suppose they want people to travel there, and that's where I reckon Perth gets taken out of it because not everyone can afford uh, the $19,000 one way that Qantas will make those tickets. Uh, of course. If, yeah. gather, if gather round was put in Perth. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, maybe it becomes an So Adelaide at least if tradition. you go in Adelaide, you could. Say again. Maybe it becomes an Adelaide tradition then. Like Adelaide gets, is the permanent home. I don't mind it. I, I think it's a good thing, you know, and um, it's not that far a drive if you're going from yep. Melbourne or Sydney or, you know, it's a bit of a drive if you're coming from Perth, but it's more accessible, I think, than anywhere else. I think it's going to be fun. Hey, can yeah. we... Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Can we talk about one disturbing thing? Please. I don't like to talk about these kind of issues in the game, just by, I feel like I feel like I need to bring it up. And there's okay. just a few reports over the week, and um, I actually it's actually a, pa- a player welfare situation, Adam. What do you got? Um, it seems that Ross Lyon has stopped the drinking culture at St Kilda. Yeah, okay. It's not a good look for the game, is it? It's not a good well, look. Well, uh, you just wonder whether he should be b- allowed back in the game. I mean, you know, they kicked Stephen Dank out of the yep, game for yep. bringing the bringing it into disrepute, and mm. I guess that is what Ross Lyon is doing like if none of if you can't if as a fan you can't go to a nightclub yep. and get urinated on by a player yeah like one of your favorite players yeah. you turn around and you're like what the fuck is that going on in my feet yeah and it's one of your heroes yep yep is pissing on your leg and that's yep. not going to happen because ross lyon has basically cut that out of the game yeah they're, they're pissing on you and they've got their arm around 
your girlfriend. <laughs> she's yeah, gone. exactly. <laughs> it's uh, it's not good. So they say that um, Matthew Lloyd talked about. I think must have been on the Sunday Footy Show. Maybe um, talked about Ross Lyon came in with his heavy hand and he um stopped mm. the uh, drinking culture. And he said the Saints had such a culture that if you go out with them and you weren't drinking, you'd get heckled. You'd get kind of made fun. Yeah, of. You, you'd get mocked for not getting on the froths. Well, I mean, the froths are bonding. I mean, you tell me, like, when you go, say the St Kilda players go out to a dinner party mm-hmm. and, you know, you're expecting something because they're an f- AFL footballer. Yep. And you sit there and you go, hey, uh, Jack Steele, uh, what stories is you, have you got? And he's like, I don't have any. Yeah, i got nothing. Why not? Yeah. Well, we, we don't drink. I haven't. Uh, what? So you've never punched anyone inside a casino? No. <laughs> what, you've never, you've never flatlined outside a nightclub? No, I haven't, mate. You go, well, fucking... Dinner party's off. Wait a Get second. Get rid of this bloke. Are you telling me you've never been <laughs> arrested by the cops with your shirt off in a near, in <laughs> Perth and unveiled this magical tattoo to everyone? Are you telling me <laughs> that when the Kilda Football Club has a has a player's barbecue in someone's backyard that no one, no one goes to the laundry to be with one of their teammates' partners? Wait a second. Are you telling me that <laughs> at, a, at a Mad Monday... And mm. there's a, a, a little person a little that you've person. hired. Yeah. <laughs> you and that, that little me. person comes along, does their job, and then leaves, <laughs> and nothing's happened to them. They 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 aren't they aren't needing a fire extinguisher at some stage. Are you telling me that, Jack? I mean, what has the security? That that is why they've only won one flag in 150 years. I mean, really? Me, are you telling me at the St Kilda um, Social Club? No one's punched the CEO of the club. I find that. <laughs> I find that ludicrous. Yeah, uh, I mean, you might be you might be undefeated at the moment, St Kilda, but this is just it can't last. A dead cat bounce. Yeah. It, it can't. Yeah, it can't last. It can't. By the middle of the season, I guarantee you that the St Kilda Football Club will be doing a tour of the Carlton United Brewery. Yep, sure, sure. They'll be back on the frost. Like you will see those players bloated. And some of them with gout, yep. and they will just look like shit, and you'll go, they're real footballers now. Now, you know, actually, they're doing, actually, it's going to collapse the gather round because they're going to do bus tours of Bryce That's a fact. They're going to do that. But they're, they're going to be the ones trying the non-alcoholic wine, and they're going to be boring. Like, imagine being stuck on that bus with all those boring secure people. It's just not a club you want to be around. It's not a destination club anymore, <laughs> Michael. What are they going to do? Are you telling me... That they're going to go on their end-of-season trip and pretend that they're in a Halloween costume by just wearing a bathrobe yep. and then get into a fight at a nightclub mm-hmm. and then come home even though they told their club that they were actually over there to do high-performance training. Are you telling me that's not going to happen for the security Food Club? <laughs> uh, he's a blight on the game, Ross Lyon. The sooner he's gone, the better. I agree. Hey, I agree. It was good that he was gone. We'll duck back very quickly. We'll wrap up shortly, but um, mm. Purple made a few comments. We probably should have brought this up when we talk about Gather Round. Yeah, Tur- I mean, Damien Barrett's had an absolute shocker. He's Pur- lost his mind, Purple basically. Was, Purple was talking off the back of the uh, showdown um, that the idea that the showdown should move to Melbourne every once in a while, be played in Melbourne. Uh, I mean, sometimes, can you have on the spot your 
um, accreditation stripped of you? Like, is there is there an AFL official? So this is what there should be. There should be on every broadcast, no matter what it is, radio, TV, uh-huh. an AFL official should be there. Yeah. And when you say something as ridiculous as that, yeah, so yeah. whether or not first time, like I have an MRO for the journal. I think so. It's kind of like an integrity unit. Um, yes. And, and, and we can have, we can, I, mean, I imagine Chris O can do the same thing. He can watch the game at the mm. same time and he can also monitor the commentators, what they're saying, their statements they're making. And then also uh, around the clock. Everything I mean, could be on in the arc. And he stops watching the tape and so he just watches the Sunday, yeah. Sunday footy show at half speed yeah. so he doesn't miss yeah. anything. No, no, no. You, you don't want to miss what catches what caught my eye. He goes through the whole thing. I mean, yeah. I heard them once. They actually, I'm telling you what, they, they, they once made a, they most made a joke about Tony Jones's teeth. I don't. I, oh, get out was, of here! It was a one-off. It was a one-off, man. Okay, all right. Um, but he's tell me off it. Watching all the footage, watching all the footage, mm. and then if there is a comment like that, we should move the show down to Melbourne. He should immediately. Well, he actually should have power, and so mm. the, the station goes to black. Like immediately, yep. it's yanked off air. Um, Purple is kicked out of the Journal Association, and I feel like he might be the leader of the football sector of the journal association i feel like he might be the president of that or something so this actually makes yeah. it worse yeah i i think you're right like i just think that they they need to be held accountable Can these journalists and they're not being at the moment when you say stuff like that like say as i pointed out in round one when james brayshaw said that Braden maynard was bleeding from the head yeah. instead of claret from the bonds yeah and you just go he hasn't had to be held accountable for that. Yeah, and sure. he should have been immediately yanked off air, given a fine period, perhaps a week off, yep. and he goes away and he thinks about it. He calls the reserves for a couple of weeks and then he comes back in. Or some kind of... He's got to earn the trust. Some kind of impeachment style thing where you write yep. up the articles of impeachment, you obviously have the evidence, the proof, you know, JB uh, didn't say Claret, didn't say Bonds, yep. and then yeah. he, he, he has his day in... in um, kangaroo court <laughs> Yeah in tribunal <laughs> And he can kind of Defend himself And he has to say You know What he did wrong And admit to that And then We obviously We strip him Of accreditation And kick him out of the game Yeah And they say Firstly they go uh, He puts his duke On the footy record yep. And swears on the footy record Yeah And, and also they say Do you Do you uphold Yeah The, uh, the player review And actually Um it's actually it could be kind of team with like a leading teams kind of thing because in theory like you are you're getting in front of the group aren't you yeah so you got to stand in front of the group and uh, and say your case hey do you want some footballers in real life hit me uh, let me get the document there it is let me scroll down uh, from I am Brendan yeah I am Brendan yeah um, uh, football in real life action played in my weekly Monday night men's basketball game in. Division terrible at Waverley last night. And couldn't help but notice Jared Ruffhead and Jordan Lewis playing on the court opposite. Lewis seemed way too into it. Ruffy seemed happy to be there. I imagine Louis would be quite the white line fever kind of guy. Whereas Ruffy, also too, because Ruffy's tall, so he would be pretty adept at it, I would have thought. So Jordan's probably got to work a little bit harder. Yeah, sure. Ruffy can kind of... I I mean, I think... I even haven't heard a great deal about Jordan Lewis's um, basketball prowess. Basketball background. Yeah, he never seemed to have time and space like other people did. But obviously, Ruff had that, and so therefore I think he's probably a bit more confident on the court. I wonder when those two are playing basketball, whether people go, oh, but those two have got football background. And people go, oh, no wonder they've got, they got time and space and they can hit up someone outside 50. Well, it probably is a th- point that... Um, the way Ruffy filmed like a... Was it a Carlton draft ad or something like that? 
and they kind of asked. I think it was like a ripoff of that um, Vogue thing or whatever. They asked you like forty-five questions or something, and he was filming it on a basketball court. So I think that's what he kind of made me just do for kicks when he's kind of just chilling out. Yeah, right. Uh, from Flynn, just finished up after Chamber's show at Cooper's. Great time all around. Oh, there we go. Thanks for coming, Flynn. And good to see Rosie and Willer in the audience. Uh, I was the one in St Kilda Guernsey. Oh, yeah, talked to Flynn during the show. Hopefully yes, they delivered tonight against the Suns. Yes, they did. Seeing Chambers reminded me that I got a footballism right from last year. My partner is Japanese, and we hadn't been back to Japan in a number of years due to COVID. But they opened up in mid-October, and we were on the plane a few weeks later for a well-overdue Asahi and a visit to the in-laws. We were just on time at the airport, uh, but they said there was a slight delay. So we headed to JAL's business lounge, uh, because let's face it, we're doing very well. Mm. Sitting in the lounge was former Geelong and current Foxwoody legend Dwayne Russell. Uh, with presumably his wife and young adult, ch- adult children. They were headed off for a post-season break. Ah, oh, well deserved. I soon realised he was on our flight. At the JL business class, uh, as the JAL business class seats afford a lot of privacy, I didn't get a view of the selection of food or drink, but I noted that the Shawshank Redemption was part of the in-flight entertainment. <laughs> so I can only assume that he watched that back-to-back for 10 hours. I did catch him again at the foreigner line at immigration, fumbling with glasses and immigration documents. Hopefully, Duano and the family enjoyed a hard-earned holiday in the ran- land of the rising sun. Oh, fantastic. Uh, that's actually pretty cool. That actually makes me really want to go to, go to Japan. Just that, just that story. I just go, fuck. If stuff being yeah, in Melbourne, I, mean, I don't want to go to Japan and see footballers. <laughs> but also, you can walk in the steps of Dwayne Russell. I mean, yeah. just to go, I think... Like when you walk across, uh, when you're in Shibuya doing that Shibuya scramble, which is that massive um, oh, the crossing. Crossing, yeah. Yeah, the big crossing. You can be like, I know for a fact that Dwayne Russell would have been here. Well, I mean, there's so many people. You got to dodge them. You got to avoid them. You know what you got to do? Oh yeah. You got to shake. You got to shake and bake. That's what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> and as he got to the other side, he's like, kicked it, rolled it, uh, golden. <laughs> uh, we are. Don't forget our comedy festival shows. Uh, head to try booking or comedyfestival.com. Type in the password, the code LOWDOG, and score yourself a discount. We are going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go hookers! <laughs> the When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.